Hello and welcome to the 43rd episode of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I'm Jordan. Now, uh, Jordan and I just started playing Bioshock for the first time. And uh, we are deeply disturbed by what we have just witnessed. So that's the headspace we'll be heading into this chapter discussion with. Uh, yeah, you know, got to do something to keep it fresh, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But with that uh, oh-so in mind, we'll be jumping right on in the chapter 1040, then later chapters 490 through 500. <laughs> I mean, we've really got the perfect cleanser right there. When you look in the bottom left corner, there's a seal with a striped top hat. Yeah, if that doesn't cheer me up and brighten my day, (laughs) I'm not sure anything will. Yeah, certainly none of the other things here could. Yeah, I mean, I do appreciate that, in this instance, Niji and Yonji are literally sharing the same brain cell. (laughs) Uh, and using that single brain shell to imagine how just recently they were just getting the shit kicked out of them by big mom by like you know quote base form big mom Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doesn't even need her sword hat i don't see a single homie in this image aside from the hat uh just big punches that's all she needs it's having a good time doing it oh for sure (laughs) reveling in this one Indeed. Uh, I guess the only like new bit of information here is that it is Big Mom herself that put these two down. So uh, I guess they should be proud of that, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why they would even like still be around by the time Big Mom got back here. Because when the Straw Hats were fleeing... Big Mom was, like, on the sea about the mess with the Fishman Pirates. Yeah. So you would think they would have had plenty of time to use their super speed shoes to just fly away. But I guess Even the got... rest of the troop, like, should have had ample time to leave. Indeed. But, uh, hey, what do I know? Uh, I'm sure they had a good reason for sticking around. Sure. Maybe they wanted to buy some souvenirs before they left Chocolate Town. Oh, they should have done that first. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but that takes us into the chapter 1040, Wasted Words on Young Ears. Starting off right where we laughed, left off with our boys. Uh, we were speaking last week as though this fight was over. Uh, turns out, not so much. Uh, Big Mom is currently being shot by a kid's great big railgun. Uh, just kind of... Shaking it off, though. She is not currently impressed by what is happening to her. No, tanking it quite well. Mm-hmm. Got a smile on her face. <laughs> uh, counters pretty well, in fact. Indeed. She's smiling, she's laughing. It seems like Kid is trying to force her down into that hole Law made, but... Yeah, finally uh, their plan makes sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I do appreciate that this week, the main issue that you and I had with last week's chapter is being cleared up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Law making his sword really big may have also increased the damage done. Sure. But the main thing was to make a real deep hole to try to push Big Mom into. Yeah. 
not sure what happened to all that dirt and uh, whatnot, but, uh, you know, devil fruit. It got dug, Jordan. That's how <laughs> holes be. <laughs> You're right. How silly of me. Uh, but for the moment, Big Mom is not interested in falling down that big hole, as it turns out. Uh, instead, choosing to throw some barbed words at our guys uh, and give them a pretty dope choice between giving up 50 years of their lifespan or uh, keeping it and just be subservient to her. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, pretends to give them a choice effectively. <laughs> but, uh, you know... What, what can you do in this situation if you're a normal person? <laughs> uh, just die, pretty much. Yep. Which uh, indeed happens to lots of the people around them, including uh, Law's crew, losing lifespan in spades. Uh, yeah, they don't look great. I don't, I don't like to see it. <laughs> no. Uh, by the end of this, Big Mom is like, gone. Right. She is at least pushed far enough away from the island. But I don't think these guys are getting that lifespan back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't think Big Mom is dead or anything. And I, I don't know her powers to be impermanent. So. No. And even if there is like a range limit on it, it is big enough to encompass the entirety of Totland, which is sizable. So. Yeah, she's she's good to go. Indeed. So, uh, sorry for all these guys involved. Yeah. Now, what with the black lightning of it all, it kind of seems like she might be combining it with Conqueror's hockey to make it even spookier, perhaps? Uh, she definitely looks spookier. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, and they say so. She's terrifying. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Quite so. Uh, but, you know... Surprising, pretty much no one. Law and Kid, not scared of her, not affected by the soul pocus. Oh, yeah. Like, it would be really uh, <laughs> underwhelming if they were, honestly. Indeed. I don't even think this is the first time she's used soul pocus in this fight. So, <laughs> really no reason to believe that this would work for her. Yeah. Silly pick mom. Yeah, it's a uh, desperation move. I suppose so. Uh, Kid and Law both get some good lines here. Kid says, why should we be afraid of the weak words of some old hag who's outlived her welcome? Uh, to which Law responds, Raroom. <laughs> I can only imagine how hideous your death scream will be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty he badass lines. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, so... Law does a thing here. He calls it re-room, which, judging from what happens, appears to just be a portable version of his room. I assume this is a power of his awakening. Yeah. But it seems to be a room that he attaches to somebody, and it just kind of sticks to them. It follows them around, as opposed to being a stationary thing like his normal room is. This is more what I imagined his awakening would be like. <laughs> Indeed. Not elongating swords. You didn't see that one coming? No. I mean, I did the math, and no matter what I did, did not get that answer. <laughs> Nuts. Uh, but he attaches that to her, 
and then decides to literally steal the one thing Corazon's devil fruit power could do. Cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a neat little throwback, especially when you consider that when Law was a kid, he gave Corazon a hard time about how lame his power was. But mm-hmm. uh, coming in handy now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yep. <laughs> it's it's a little weird, right? I mean, the way Big Mom's ability works, right, is that she steals lifespan and or souls, sticks them in the stuff, grants them life. Mm-hmm. Now, these things, the homies, they've got free will. They can pretty much do as they want. Uh, Big Mom seems to have a certain amount of influence over them. Uh some homies have shown that they can ignore her orders, whatever. But it seems to be more like a subordination thing because of that than, like, mind control, you know? The point is, though, she has to give them orders verbally if she wants them to do something specific. They can't, like, read her mind. They have to be told what to do. Uh, thus, it made sense that Law would silence her to prevent her from getting help from misery, Right? Yeah. Except, uh, like I said before, the homies have their own free will, pretty much. And as subordinates of Big Mom, you would think that they would act in her interest, regardless of orders, if she was obviously in need of assistance. I mean, Hera Um, does. Yeah, they they have before. Like, Prometheus flew away to stop Big Mom from falling into the sea once uh, Zoro stopped cutting him during the roof confrontation. Uh in this case, they couldn't, because Law, on this page, um, also cuts Misery in half. But if that's the case, why do the silence thing in the first place? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, just for the throwback, maybe. Maybe so she can't, like, scare people as easily. You know, cut off some of that, like lifespan sucking i suppose so but the plan was also to push her down this big hole immediately (laughs) yeah so it's it's a little strange there is one possibility i could think of that'll come up at the very end of the chapter um but we will get there when we get here uh for the moment though this panel where a kid shoots another damned punk while law is in the foreground slicing misery in half Looks pretty sick. <laughs> I'll give him that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's got nice balance to it. Law's looking cool. Kid's doing mm-hmm. the same thing he's done a few times now, which is like <laughs> kind of his thing. <laughs> yes. Big Mom not looking happy. Like mm-hmm. just bending a little bit under the shot. It's uh, pretty dope. Indeed. Got the very scary looking misery faces cut in, cut into two bits. Yeah, do we think that's going to matter? Like, is there any reason that being cut in half would affect Misery? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if it were a normal cut, it wouldn't cut, period. But it's like a floating bit of fire and lightning. So maybe, like, the two halves could still fly around? I don't know. Um, Right. 
So we'll see if this is <laughs> the end. Like this is, well, yeah, we'll just have to see. <laughs> it's a mystery. Uh, but this shot much more successful than the previous one. She is indeed being shot down through the big old hole that uh, that Law made last chapter. Big Mom again tries to call out to Prometheus and Hera, but oh no, she is silent. Can't do it. Uh, creates a brief problem for Yamato <laughs> down in the very bottom of the uh, the Onidashima Island, but uh, also solves a problem while she's there. I don't quite get why the Conjuro ghost like explodes or whatever is happening here but yeah so she swipes at a frozen bomb it explodes like right under the conjuro ghost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then it just says oh oh lord orochi (laughs) and leaves like just want to make sure that's that's exactly what's happening here that's what it looks like to me i mean the nature of this thing isn't very clear. Like it can phase through walls, but also Yamato bunked it last yep. chapter. Yep. <laughs> so its level of intangibility is uh, not not very clear. Um, so I guess it can be affected by explosions. But you know would have been a, in my view, a cooler and a thing that makes a little bit more sense. Is if it was just affected by her soul pocus while she was going down. Because it is like oh. basically a ghost, a soul, as far as yeah. we are aware. Just kind of spook it and suck it into her body or whatever happens to them. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Indeed. Instead, Big Mom just kind of solves this problem with an accidental bomb explosion. Yeah. Did Did this ghost thing have initial orders to like blow up the bombs like did it see that one blew up and was like ah mission accomplished time to go tell lord oroji maybe i mean i don't know like the whole nature of this thing has been confusing uh so start to finish conjuro really throwing us for a loop here uh point is though uh it's gone or so it seems as far, I mean, it could just be small now. I guess we don't actually see it disappear in its entirety. But I hope it's gone. I grow weary of being confused about it. Yeah. Uh, good news is Yamato is fine and managed to stop the explosion from hitting any more of the bombs. That feels good. It's the whole reason they're there. Indeed. Uh, unfortunately, Big Mom still falling. Uh and as she does, she's got some words for the man of the hour, Gold Roger. Uh, she's airing some grievances here, and kind of like she's direct. She's addressing Roger directly, so it kind of makes it seem like it might be a flashback. Um, That's how I took it, but the like first cough just with her face being the way that it is really throws me off, you know? Uh, yeah. She says, ah, damn it, of all the luck. Then she coughs. And then it cuts into the Roger thing. So that just might be two unrelated thought bubbles. Or maybe the cough is like the start of the the Roger 
internal flashback, and that's just Roger coughing because he was sick. Oh yeah, could be. Uh, but Regardless. more likely, I mean, why would she cough in her head? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> No, it doesn't. If that's happening in real time, she's just thinking the word cough. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a flashback. Got it. <laughs> More or less confirmed. But she's real cheese, that Roger, about this whole great era of piracy thing. Because uh, basically, in her view, she and Kaido and Whitebeard basically are the ones that got to mop up the mess that he is creating. Uh, she's real cheesed off that she just didn't get the One Piece knowledge uh, before he died, which, you know, is a bummer for her, I guess. But before we move on to the following page and the rest of this speech, there's some stuff going on unrelated to Big Mom on this page that is probably worth addressing. Uh, I mean, in, in a way, it is related to Big Mom, but I know what you mean. Well, sure. <laughs> Everyone is tumbling around, and it's all Big Mom's fault. Kind of. I guess it's more law and kids' fault, but all the same. Yeah, true. Uh, the first and perhaps most notable thing is uh, Zoro's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to skip over that one, but yeah. So, following his confrontation with Death, the Grim Reaper... The other week, uh, seems like Zora has lost, and not only is on the ground bleeding pretty badly, uh, following this whole big mom basement explosion thing, he's also falling off the island. And the so... only person that knows that he's even like close to there is Frankie, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Frankie was getting pretty close to him last week, um, but we don't see him here. Mm hmm. But I see no reason that at the beginning of next chapter or whatever, Frankie can't be like, oh no, Zoro's falling. Let me extendo arm grab him right quick. and For sure. Problem for sure. solved. I would have liked to have seen that here. Like, I don't, I don't know why we're being shown Chopper and Hyogoro and Squirrel Mink Lady. <laughs> the important characters. You understand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. They're not even doing anything. Like... They're just falling. <laughs> yeah, Brooke and Robin are at least running, right? Like, Indeed. they're just, they are tumbling. But the fact that we can see Brooke here does pretty definitively conclude that it was not a Brooke thing. That's too bad. That was my favorite Reaper. theory. <laughs> Indeed. So I'm currently sticking with the uh, drug-fueled hallucination uh, idea. I guess so. We'll never find out because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> this Zoro thing is kaput. It is conclude. Man, can you imagine how the crew would change if Zoro just fucking beeped it here? They would save a fortune on alcohol. <laughs> That's yes. for sure. Yeah, and the Sunny would weigh about 10 tons less. Indeed. Don't need all those weights if nope. uh, there's no Zoro around. Yeah. Uh, they'd lose many more fights, though. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Sanji, as the new second strongest, I guess, would have to pick up considerable slack. Yep. But 
they've got like a new Sanji in the form of Jinbei. So it all balances out. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a fair trade. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Hiori and uh, Orochi dumbling around. Hiori actually seems more or less fine, uh, but Orochi's freaking out about it. Hiori is strangely fine. Yeah, she's like, still playing. <laughs> and Orochi's upside down, basically. Like, Indeed. How are you doing that? She put glue on her butt before she sat down. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, premonition. She knew. Quite so. Uh, and perhaps the most notable event of all, what appears to be the snuck-in conclusion of Rizo and my favorite earlobe lad. Uh, <laughs> seems that Rizo just toughed it out, and uh, Fukurokuju just couldn't stand the heat. Yeah. I'm, he I'm glad that Oda it. heard your criticisms and knocked it down to, like, three panels <laughs> in this Indeed. one. This is still like a quarter of a page, but I mean, uh, it's pretty efficient though. It's also just in the aftermath of the big mom stuff. Like indeed, not bad. Yeah. I don't have any real complaints about that. I'm glad that fight is over. Um, mm -hmm. Glad I think we, we only spent... saw Orochi once. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Words out great for everybody involved. Yep. Uh, then finally we get to the final double spread of this confrontation. Uh, Big Mom entering the even bigger hole on the mainland that Law created. Uh, says something pretty important, probably. Uh, some of it is in this country too, isn't it? Yeah. Um, according to Sandman, one of the translators who looks into these sorts of things on Twitter, uh, in the Japanese text, this translation is correct. Um, hmm. So I guess the One Piece is in fact not in One Piece, but in two or more. Maybe she just means like there's a clue about it here, um, but that's not the way it comes across. <laughs> no. But also, just as a side note, she does have thoughts about kid and law so <laughs> this isn't a flashback i guess uh perhaps not anymore yeah we're phasing in and out but we have those <laughs> same like speech bubbles true uh know. it's all very unclear probably doesn't matter all that much i don't think i much care whether or not big mom directly met with roger shortly before yeah. He died just for her to tell her no and go Good away. Basically. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but would have been neat if it had turned out that way. Um, one last thing on this, uh, the One Piece maybe being literally here thing. Yeah. If something related to the One Piece is indeed here outside of the road pond cliff that we already know is somewhere on Wano, uh, it would also explain in part why Kaido said a while back that the reason he, that there's a deeper meaning behind his decision to like conquer Wano. Um, oh yeah. He did say that. And it does make slightly more sense if we know that it is uh one piece related. So uh, cool. I guess we'll see more on that eventually. Yeah. And now that I'm looking at the like, 
big explosion is is his re-room expanding around the whole explosion so that it doesn't like disturb the flower capital it does appear that way and this is the other point i was going to get back to earlier when i was complaining about the weird like non-important silence thing yeah it does look like he does have the re-room over the entire explosion and you can see here that the flower capital people don't notice the yeah. giant nuke explosion happening behind them that is bigger than their city <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know why law would care about that i don't know why law would go out of his way to like try to prevent the people of the capital from noticing this battle but uh that's all I got. <laughs> That's the yeah. only other reason I can think of for him to have silenced Big Mom in this case. He's He's been influenced by being too close to Luffy for too long. It's rubbed off on him. He just does good now. I mean, is this good? I mean, I assume that not all the bombs have been removed from the basement. It seems like at least one of them fell with Big Mom when she uh, passed through that room. But uh, we have no way of knowing as of now whether or not there are more explosives still in there. And it would not be a bad thing, in my view, for the people to see that explosion, see Onigashima coming towards them, and run away. <laughs> um, I mean, yes. Like, realistically, that would be ideal. But I but don't. They're partying right now, so. Yeah, well, I don't see a situation where things end poorly for them, right? Like, they're going to be fine. Onigashima is going to come down, like, you know, maybe not gently, but not on the <laughs> capital. Right. Uh, so, like, the party kind of needs to continue. It may end up being the, like, arc completion party you know so I, I don't know why law would care about it but yeah that's you know. the thing that's the sticking point here yeah but i guess the point is indeed law made it silent for some reason let's see a huge reroom power from law <laughs> just indeed. like whoa off the charts quite big i think this is way bigger than any he has shown so far like that one he made on punk hazard pretty big but uh mm -hmm. <laughs> this looks even bigger than that possibly yeah so also, way to go him if this was indeed just like a few of those bombs from that like arsenal room oh my god uh that's a massive explosion. Yamato was very correct to be concerned about the damage that that room could do if they all get set yep. off. Yep, yep, yep. Um, before she actually blows up, though, uh, she does say, don't you dare assume that this will kill me. So I don't think Big Mama's dead. Uh, I don't even know for sure if Big Mama's even unconscious <laughs> after this, but... Certainly at the bottom of a big hole. Uh, do you think that Big Mom is going to come back into the story at all after this? Or is she just going to be picked up by the Marines when they eventually arrive after the battle and uh, taken to impel down and just be gone after that? 
Uh, I could see her bonking her head and turning into Olin. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's quite a fall. <laughs> yep. Like it's makes it plenty of know, time to a, a harder hit velocity. makes it last longer or something like that. And yeah, then maybe she gets you know a cover arc dedicated to her, or, or she just hangs out in New Wano as like a uh, red bean paste <laughs> stand seller or something. I don't know. There we go. Um, but I I imagine that she is out of this specific confrontation. Indeed. I don't think she's going to come back into play in Wano. Because um, we get the Odabots here. Uh, indeed. Uh, Captain Kid and Trafalgar Law. They win. Good for them. Um, but we assume... We don't know for sure. Oda could just kind of not do it. Um, but we assume there's going to be something to do in Elbaf after this arc. Just because it's been hinted at uh, for so long. And we know that Big Mom has ties there. So people have theorized for a long time that she was going to be wrapped up in the giant's business in some capacity. Oh my god. But to give her three arcs like yeah, that's, in a row? That's kind of my view too. <laughs> Big Mom is... <laughs> kind of overstaying her welcome at this point yeah yeah a yanko or not like give me more of someone else any well not anyone else but like where's shanks what, what's he doing yeah you know i mean i like big mom she is definitely the best characterized out of the four yanko so far oh she's great um but like you know let's move on like yeah. we've got in terms as, of as oda relevance. has said yeah, like overarching story relevance, like yeah. getting to the One Piece, and like the confrontation with the world government and all that. She doesn't have much meaning there. So, I think either, like I said before, the government will scoop her up after this, or maybe eventually Big Mom's crew will actually make it to the top of that waterfall and uh, <laughs> come pick her up. Could They're be. gonna need a very long ladder. But oh my goodness, yes. We'll see what happens. Uh, but this appears to be the actual conclusion to the Big Mom versus Law and Kid fight. I was pretty satisfied with how we thought it ended last week. Uh, this was just icy on the cake for me. Um, I really liked how uh, it went to great lengths to make both parties seem even more impressive this time around. Uh, Big Mom didn't just get beaten down right they kept her like pretty much nigh unstoppable taintiness intact she took damage yes but that wasn't how they beat her right they like tko'd her apparently (laughs) effectively they just eliminated her from the equation right which is great um law got to do like some strategy stuff he got to do some scheming with his big hole that he set up Kid got to look pretty impressive by being the one to actually force her down with, like, three shots. But, you know, yeah, he tried his best. Um, yeah, everyone came out of this looking cooler than they did prior. And respect all around to all parties involved. I was, yeah, I was very pleased with it. We got some cool action shots. We got, uh, I mean, cool moves. We got some mysteries that still need to be tied up, but... We're uh, we're going places finally. Indeed, and with this done, 
uh, Rizo fight done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoro's dead. Conjuro uh, yeah. appears to be gone. All that's really left is Kaido and Luffy and the CP0 thing and Orochi. Yeah. And somebody has to scoop Zoro out of the sky, I guess. Yeah, maybe Momo will just catch him. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they're on opposite sides. Yes. Momonosuke is on, like, the back end. And I think the... Zoro was on, like, the left side of the skull, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on either the left or the right side. So he's a considerable distance. (laughs) Yeah. Momonosuke won't be able to just, like, see him and grab him without letting go of the cloud that he's currently Right, he's, he's a little busy. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but we'll see what happens to Zoro, Momonosuke, and Co., etc. later. Uh, and by later, I mean almost immediately, because that was not actually the last page of the chapter. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing right now. <laughs> There's some big details yeah, that we, we need to talk about. We've got some stuff still on, on the docket. Uh, on the following page, uh, it seems like Law and Kid are taking a well-deserved rest. Uh, Kid is going, ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Law is going, ra, presumably in <laughs> reference to his room. Uh, good on I you. I assume that that was their cruise <laughs> no, being no, no. excited and yelling. <laughs> that is their respective battle cries. <laughs> They're just constantly... <laughs> Letting it out. Okay, that's good. That's healthy. Really jazzed that Big Mom is gone. I would be too. Yeah. There's yep. no shame in this. <laughs> Boy. How Law manages to get a raw out and an ellipses, I'll never know. Indeed. He's a talented guy. Yeah. Uh but like you said, uh, their respective crews are real jazzed about this situation. Huge news. They're even using big words like monumental, so good on them. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to, like... Is it, what happens if this makes it back to the world government? Like, what do you do with these two? <laughs> well, certainly their bounties are going to skyrocket. Um, they have I don't, to. I don't think there's any chance that this doesn't make it back to the world government, because CP0 is still getting, like, live reports from Kaido's crew for some reason, basically. That's true. Um, so certainly they both get like well over a billion berry bounty, which would be a considerable jump for the both of them, especially Kid. Uh, I don't think his bounty is any higher than 500 mil. Yeah, um, and I think it'd be pretty fitting, pretty good. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, if Luffy could jump from 500 mil to 1.5 billion just for beating Katakuri... And also he got some credit for some other stuff on Whole Cake Island too, but certainly not on the level of literally defeating Big Mom. Yeah. Um, so big props coming these guys' way once Big News Morgans gets a hold of this intel. Um, I've been seeing some claims going around like, oh, uh, Luffy, Law, Kid, Blackbeard, Shanks become like the new... How many people was that? Five. The new, uh, the Goko, I guess. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see if they, like, we'll see if the world government is even in, like, a headspace 
at this time to like even consider like revamping the power structure of the world. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be like suffering whiplash from the double takes they're gonna have to do when they show mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. And like, well, also, Law and Luffy are in an alliance, so like, that's true. Do I don't know? And Kid is working with them, and like they took down Big Mom together, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Something's something's got to change. Like they already eliminated the um, the Shigibukai or whatever. Indeed, um, but he is literally dead right now. Right now, <laughs> he'll be back. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, to sum that up, though, I guess this is certainly indeed big news for the world. How that big news takes practical form uh, remains to be seen. Then we get to the actual final page. Uh, Yamato and Momonosuke uh, showing up and proving definitively that indeed that was not all the bombs. <laughs> um, yes. There are at least a few still encased in ice. Uh, pretty good, I guess. Would have been better if they had all fallen, but, you know, priorities, I suppose. Uh Momonosuke, though, relays a message to Yamato that Zunisha, local large elephant, is drawing near. To which Yamato responds, oh, the elephant from Odin's journal? Uh, to which Momonosuke says, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> End of chapter. No other implications here. No, uh, <laughs> apparently, Zunisha and Joy Boy were companions um, back in the day. This is not terribly surprising information. I mean, we didn't literally know this to be the case, but I had always assumed there was a connection between Zunisha and Joy Boy in some capacity. Um, but good to have it confirmed for sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and there was a crime 800 years ago uh, we already knew that but yes yeah I don't know why he's throwing it out though like <laughs> I guess in case you forgot like here here you go yeah I guess Oda probably did just want to refresh that fat for the viewing audience because um, it seems like Zunisha's details are going to come out pretty much imminently so yeah before revealing what the crime was, I guess it made sense to reestablish that there was a crime committed. Um, so, fair enough. Uh, I'm definitely interested. <laughs> you got me on the hook, Oda. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I guess we'll find out what happens with that next time. Uh, any other thoughts on any of this? <laughs> the many things that happened in this chapter before we move on to the reread no it's a delightful little jamboree you got a lot done in this chapter I certainly uh, did. okay very efficient good job excellent uh there is a break next week the next chapter drops february 27th and that takes us into the reread Four ninety to five hundred, which takes us from one introduction to another. <laughs> Simple as that. S- something begins in there. 
Oh god, yeah, there's so many. Well, I mean, this this whole chunk focuses largely on like the world building and character introductions, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we've got Mary Joa, uh, Fishman Island, Sabadiac Archipelago, Star, uh, yeah, Starfish, Flying Fish Raiders, <laughs> Celestial Dragons, Supernovas, and Rayleigh, and that's just like some of the bigger pieces. Indeed, and in just ten chapters. When I was like, yeah. Digging forward a little bit to see like what an appropriate stopping point would be. When mm. I found that in ten chapters we were getting the Rayleigh introduction, I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when and like uh, because of this, this might be a short section this week. There's like four or five chapters that are mainly Duval. Like <laughs> that's true. He's around for way too long the first time we run into him, and he's like he's kind of built up over these chapters. And, 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 like, he starts some chaos. He, I mean, he shows what to expect in the upcoming area, right? Like, their whole thing is that they kidnap people. And, like, they, it also proves that the Straw Hats are, like, up to snuff for what's coming their way. Mm-hmm, so, like, mm-hmm. great, good. But, like, five chapters of him? That's a bit it, much. It, it was all just a very drawn out build up to a joke that Oda's been waiting to use for some time now. <laughs> oh yes, he's very proud of himself and it was good. It's a good <laughs> joke and I like it. Indeed. Um but like probably much better on a first read or, or first read through in this case. Whereas most Indeed. other things I feel like are better on a on a second time through. Indeed. When you know the joke that's coming and the build up to it is just that then yeah that build-up doesn't really have much impact yeah but, uh, i mean there are some there's... cool things that happen against the flying fish raiders right like um the gallon gallon gayon whatever cannon that thing was crazy cool indeed chicken voyage equally <laughs> cool if not even better <laughs> yeah <laughs> gotta gotta make note on that one. Oh yes bring it out this next chapter, please. I think they should just always sail backwards. Yeah. <laughs> when you have that power, why would you ever go the right way? <laughs> I don't know. It would just, it would confuse your foes so much. It would be very effective. I see no reason that the sails just can't be like pointing in the opposite direction. <laughs> just slip them oh, around. I'm sure Frankie could spin them around in like five minutes. Yeah, easy. But they don't have to because it just has a propeller problem yep. solved <laughs> oh man amazing so good um uh, hachi's back that's hachi's back that's fun and i guess they they play with that for a, a little bit too which is nice i liked that that jokey part that one was good like uh let's just let's just ask him how's how's Arlong doing <laughs> like that was great Indeed. He um, was so determined to hide his identity and immediately <laughs> gives himself away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Hachi. And he turns into such a lovable character that, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is this is refreshing, actually. It's pretty great. Um, I did find it a little bit strange, the ease with which Nami forgives him. In the Viz translation, at least. I haven't looked into any other translations, but... Nami straight up says he's innocent, right? Yeah. But even if he personally never did anything bad to Nami or the people from the village, being complicit in 
those terrible things that R. Long and Co. did is still pretty bad. But, you know, Nami's got a kind heart, I suppose. Yeah, it, it was a little surprising, but also, like, I don't know, she could see him as a resource to be used, you know? Um, Indeed. He is very, it's, it's very convenient that they ran into him and he knows so much. Um, so, yeah. and Luffy was really hungry. So yes. Out great. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I liked, I liked a lot of this <laughs> at certain parts anyway. Um, oh, also actually, uh, Duval, like, I don't know, this has probably been revealed before and I just wasn't paying attention but like transponder snails have numbers which i mean it makes sense given that they're phones right but i didn't know it was numbers that was like their way of getting hold of someone yeah i don't think it's ever been directly confirmed up until now but it had to have been assumed that there was a way to like directly contact a specific transponder snail yeah i just i had assumed that it was like the snail bonded with whoever was using them a little bit, and that's why they take on some of the physical features. And then they're like, I don't know, similar to homing pigeons, where they're a little limited in, like, okay, you gotta introduce the snails to each other to get them to be able to talk or something. But I see. It's just numbers. It's just that simple. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> Oda does enough other world building that, like, not gonna harp on that. Right. Uh, and then, like, after, you know, dealing with Duval and all that and some other nonsense, we do get to the archipelago, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just adore in, like, it, from its concept to its execution. It's just great. Are we are you specifically referring to the place itself or yeah. the arc so far? <laughs> oh, the place. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's Sorry. yeah, pretty dope. <laughs> like, yeah, the design is good. It's practical and nice to look at. Like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the explanation with the roots and the resin uh, producing bubbles. I was like, yeah, sure, that's yeah. cool. That's I can neat. believe I love that. It. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And like everything from like commerce to like tourist attractions and even like just getting around on this island appropriately has everything to do with these bubbles right they're just a naturally occurring resource like why not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're even used to try to scam people aren't humans great (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah not not the best look there Mm -mm. i mean there's also like slavery going on in this place so i guess well, the bubble scams is like small potatoes by comparison yeah, but yeah. uh you know don't do that either. And, you know maybe they're mostly scamming pirates that's something yeah, that's true fair enough yeah um but like you just you see this place and you just know all sorts of shenanigans are going to happen here you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially since like half of it is uh literally lawless pretty yeah. great <laughs> yeah just like the navy says yeah we're good without those parts i guess yeah, we just need we just don't need to go there <laughs> we don't fine. have the resources i mean the navy itself is also like participating in the slave trade basically so like 
it behooves them to let it happen. So yeah, turn a blind eye for sure. Indeed, especially when like the celestial dragons like shop there, and you know you can't shut down like a frequented shop of the celestial dragons. That's a surefire no. way to get an admiral at your door. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to get an admiral at your door. <laughs> Indeed, the Zoro very nearly experiences one of them when he foolishly walks in front of one. <laughs> oh man, that confrontation bumped Zoro up like one or two spots on my uh, crew list. Oh really? You liked it that much? Yeah, it's great. Just his lack of hesitation. He's just like, all right, <laughs> like <laughs> you are fucking with me. It's time for you to die. Indeed. Like I'm, I'm done with messing around. I don't want to give someone the chance to take my fucking shadow. <laughs> like get out of here. And I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> I get it. Zoro just wanted to give the man directions, and he took a shot at him. It's like, all right, trust betrayed, time to kill. Yeah, Fair you enough. also interrupted my drink, so yeah, that's goodbye. That's true. Um, but yeah, and and also, I think someone comments on it. They were like, he had real bloodthirst in his eye or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was straight up gonna kill that guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. One of those panels, it just looks so menacing and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I don't know, that pretty cool. So. Yeah, I like this moment for Zoro a lot. Pretty good. Uh, but yeah, Celestial Dragons, they can, they can get out of here. <laughs> Indeed. Literally the worst, and I they're wish just, they would yeah. all die. <laughs> they're just privileged. Like, they think they're special because of their... Birthright. Some, some people 800 yeah. years ago, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. worked together to create in the awful world government. <laughs> they're so proud of themselves for it. Ugh. Sucks so much. Mm-hmm. But on the converse, uh, Shaki's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I like her a lot. It's been a pretty heavily theorized for some time that she was, in fact, a rocks pirate. Oh, isn't that sure? Something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense for like them to hang out with Rayleigh then, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, she says forty years ago, uh, Garp was chasing her around. So that's mm. a considerable level of notoriety. And I'm also pretty sure that in a more recent SBS, Oda was like straight up asked, hey, does Shaki have a connection to the Rots Pirate? And as Oda does when the answer is yes, uh, he simply dodged the question. So Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's all Same the confirmation I need, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. That makes sense. Um, I particularly like when they like first meet, um, cause she says it's like her job to stay well informed and proves that by, you know, pulling out some cotton candy for chopper before they even interact. And, um, I mean, also giving a rundown on all the hot shots that are on the Island <laughs> right now. No big Indeed. deal. Um, but then she still attempts to get information out of Luffy <laughs> Even though he's probably the worst person to ask of the whole group. Indeed. Maybe Brooke would be worse because he literally just showed up. But... Yeah, he literally wasn't there for that thing that she was asking about. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. fair enough. Other than that. <laughs> but, uh, Luffy gets uh. a little cool moment there where he's just like not interested in bragging about the events that took place. <laughs> so, oh, I love that. Yeah. He's just like, I really don't want to talk about it. Whatever. <laughs> Indeed. Good for you, Luffy. Way to stay yeah. humble. Consistently just a 
man on his own mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, like, we get to the next sort of, I don't know, rising action. Um, Kami's been kidnapped, and she's going up for auction where the celestial dragons are, like, currently walking into. Um, and then we see our boy Rayleigh do something pretty impressive with his hockey. He managed to, like, pinpoint one person in a group of five with his Conqueror's hockey, I assume, uh, and knock him out. Uh, yeah, but Luffy used his Conqueror's hockey to knock out a cow a little bit ago, <laughs> so uh, that's pretty good, too. <laughs> That was a good moment. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Rayleigh knocks out one guy. Uh, Luffy knocked out a great big fucking cow. So. Motobaro? Yeah. yeah. Luffy stronger than Rayleigh? I don't know. The evidence is there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'd like to see Rayleigh try to take on such a such a cow. Yeah, he's made of... He's big. He's got tiny horns that didn't matter. Oh, so good. That was going to be one of my funny bits. Indeed. Too bad. I did the steal yours this time. <laughs> fine. One in, one out. That Joke works for me. Um, but, I mean, other than the, like, the other supernovas being introduced, like, I didn't, I didn't have many other notes here. Uh, I thought about doing, like, a supernovas, where are they now edition, but <laughs> uh, we don't know for a few of them, kind of. Uh, yeah, most of them have already, like, had their moments to shine. Yeah. Um, I mean, Scratchman's still around, Drake's still around. Drake doesn't have his weird, like, axe-headed mace anymore that I've seen. Uh, I don't remember. We haven't really seen any of Drake fight <laughs> this chunk. He, like, bopped one of the numbers once. And then everything else has been off screen. So yeah. maybe he's still got Could it. Could be then. <laughs> I don't know. Fair. Uh, Edge has had his moment. Yep, um, he's pretty much done now. He did his whole cake island stuff, and then they got a cover art. So that's it for him. Yeah. Um, who else? A Rouge we haven't seen very much. Uh, we were told that he beat, that he went the whole cake island beat up former Sweet Commander Snack, uh, and then got bopped by Cracker. And then we saw him shortly after that, like, praying for Kaido before he <laughs> leapt from a sky island. Um, and that's, that's all we've seen from that guy. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bonnie seems to be pretty plot-relevant. She's wrapped in with uh, the Reverie and the Kuma stuff bizarre turn but i'll take it perhaps the most relevant supernova of them all jewelry bonnie yeah who knew uh law and kid hanging in there doing their thing um killer of course we he's hanging out with uh with the other one um technically we don't know what uh zoro's up to (laughs) i suppose that's true and uh hawkins is like dead or something Honestly, the least yeah. impressive out of the lot of them. So Yeah. <laughs> Always has been, really. 
disjunct with him does hit a little bit different now that we know that his uh, forehead triangles are not tattoos, but his eyebrows. It was the um, first thing that I thought when I saw him. <laughs> Indeed. Slightly harder to take him seriously, knowing that fact, and also knowing how he goes down like a punk, uh, like 500 chapters from now. Uh, yeah. More than 500 well, It's chapters. already hard enough to root for that guy. So. Indeed. Nuts. Uh, and I think that's all of them. Haven't seen Luffy in a while. Don't know what he's no. doing. <laughs> we know what to expect, kind of, sort of. Indeed. I do think it's neat that uh, Oda introduces some rivals, like direct rivals for the One Piece for Luffy. Just so far, pretty much all his conflicts in the last 500 chapters have been either the Navy or long-established pirates like Crocodile and Moria, who have been doing their thing for quite some time. So it's nice to have some rivals on like slightly the same playing field, you know. Oh yeah, well, and he really builds up Kid, especially too, because Kid's got a higher bounty. He got that bounty because he kills innocents. Like, Indeed, pretty dope, that dude. Yeah, <laughs> I understand why people stand this man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a good person, and he's got red hair. So, yep, can't have that. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad we get to see Beppo. That's always great. Love <laughs> that. He made some fun faces this chunk. Yeah, always worth it. Uh, it's still weird to think that like Law was introduced very late in the game and not expected to do much, and then here we are now with him. Yep. He's got to be in the top ten of the popularity polls, right? Oh, I think Easily. he's like number four. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's pretty much so like, always like Luffy, Zoro, Sanji, and then Law. That's as as crazy know. to me. Like, I, I wonder how Oda feels about that specifically, when he must spend more time designing other characters that he thinks will be that way. I don't know. It'd Maybe, be interesting to hear. I don't remember if this is just like a rumor or like an SBS thing or what, but the common belief is that Oda designed every single supernova except for Zoro and Luffy obviously but uh, all the new supernovas like two chapters before they were actually shown off in the manga and that was like oh really editorial input supposedly uh, so I'm very surprised if he went into this like expecting any of the supernovas to have as much lasting impact as law did Wow, interesting. That's that's a nice little uh, little tidbit. Indeed. That's some hot One Piece trivia. Love it. And <laughs> You're welcome. That's, I mean, unless you have some other stuff to chit-chat about. Um, I don't think I did, so I guess we can pop in to the funny bits. Uh, would you like to start or should I? Well, you already started with my Mutabaro's <laughs> horns, because that was the first one I had. So I guess that makes it your turn. Fine. <laughs> um, upon getting to Sabody, like, Robin finds out that the bubbles are sticky and wipes <laughs> off the residue on Usopp. thought that was pretty good. Indeed. A classic Robin moment, and possibly one of my favorite Robin moments in the franchise. <laughs> Claps all You're around. not picky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, literally, the first thing that happens in this chunk is uh, the Straw Hats are leaving, right? 
and Brooke as his parting words to Lola and co. And some of his first words as a straw hat is try not to fucking die. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) And then they just cruise away. (laughs) Yep. Like his actual (laughs) words aren't quite as harsh as that clearly, but that's basically what he said. Like, I sure hope you guys don't get annihilated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a morose dude. (laughs) Good old Brooke. And then two seconds later, the man like sips tea or something. That's his style. Indeed. That's classic Um, Brooke right there. (laughs) Speaking of Brooke, uh, I very much liked uh, his bad luck with the rides at the amusement park. (laughs) He went on the first one, which was a roller coaster. Gets to the top and he says, like, oh, it's, it's slower than I thought. It's not so bad. And then it drops. <laughs> so he freaks out. He decides to stay off for the next one. He's like, oh, that was way scarier than I expected. I can't do that again. Indeed. And the next one's a merry-go-round where he sits there and he waves at them as they go by very nicely. He's like, okay, I can do this again. Mm-hmm. Right? This, mm-hmm. That was nice. I can He's do the next one. got some confidence back. Yeah. <laughs> Gets on this one. It's one of those ones that just raises up to the top. And then suddenly drops you, and again, he's just burned on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and then the teacups started out nice, and then, of course, they went ham on it and ruined it. <laughs> Which teacup was he in? Was he in with Luffy? I don't remember. Yeah, Luffy and Chopper. Well, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that was a bad move. Chopper had had his cotton candy at that point. I'm sure any puke would have been very nasty. Indeed. Oh, boy. That one's on you, Brooke. Yeah, Um, and it was delightful for me, so, like, (laughs) worth it. Indeed. Uh, Let's see. We already covered, you know, the Duval thing. Yeah, oh, Um, boy. But I really appreciated Luffy's sheer state of panic when he first, like, bursts into Duval's room and sees his face. Uh, Yeah, I I questioned that at first, um... Because I was like, what? what? Why? Um, but also he immediately just starts shooting him with, like, harpoons. And I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, this does all check out. Indeed. Pretty much jives with everything we know about both these people. Yeah. Um, the hook do fall. I mean, his winks were kind of funny. <laughs> the man tries his best. My last funny bit was the... Um, <laughs> The ultra-relaxed Chopper and Brooke. <laughs> I mean, Brooke had a good point. They were given explicit instructions, uh, and freaking out about it wasn't going to change matters, but maybe they just took things a step too far. Yeah, it's not a good look. No. <laughs> I mean, it looked very comfortable, don't get me wrong, but yeah. other than that... Chopper he... had like a whole side table just for cotton candy. They were living the life. <laughs> Uh, and then my last funny bit is the exact second Zoro jumps off the ship by himself, uh, Sanji and Usopp fucking panic, <laughs> thinking he'll get lost immediately. Uh, fortunately, Zoro the Wise lessens their worries by saying all he's got to do is remember that the Grove number is one and he can find his way back with ease. Uh, unfortunately for him, the Grove number is in fact 41, 
So he's as good as dead, as far as I'm Yeah, concerned. that won't cause any problems down the line. No, no, no. I'm sure Grove 1 is very near to 41. And very safe. Oh, without a doubt. Certainly not in one of those lawless zones. That's for no, sure. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Good old Zorro. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited for the rest of this. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, boy, does it really start rolling at this point. Oh, yeah, we're... Hitting the rest of Sabandi, going to the Impel Down, Marineford. It's all yeah, kind of. I can't believe we're at one the. Thing. We're <laughs> at the you know halfway point for when we started this at least. Like, way to go, oh, us. Yeah. Good job. That's a good point. Took us a year and two months, but we got there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, considering there wasn't an episode every week, I think we did all right. Indeed. Uh, but now that we're done. Patting ourselves on the back. Uh, I guess that pretty much wraps up this episode. Like I said before. Yeah, give yourselves a pat on the back, everyone. Yeah. You made it through another one. Especially you, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Yeah. This one's for you. <laughs> uh, like I said before, break next week. Chapter 1041 drops on February 27th. Feel free to send in your thoughts on the Big Mom fight. Uh, where the heck they're going with this Zunisha thing. Uh, who would win in a fight between Rayleigh and Luffy? Tough call. <laughs> uh, any thoughts you got on this chapter, etc., via email to inheritedwillpodcasts at gmail.com, on Twitter to at inherited underscore will, or in a comment on the YouTube video or whatever. As always, thanks for listening. Till next time.